0: Welcome to the podcast. Today on the podcast, we discuss, debate, wrestlers who should have been bigger deals. Is it the big deal, Titus O'Neil? I'm once again joined by the podcasting lion, Spud, and Mr. Odedic Memory himself, Neil Campbell. He couldn't tell you what he had for dinner, but he could tell you at what year, at what show, in what city, the USOs won the tag team titles in 2011. Let's hear from both our guests right now welcome to the third edition for the wrestling edition of the podcast gentlemen today i want to discuss with you wrestlers who should have been a bigger deal pretty large topic pretty big topic i'm just going to throw a random few names out there we can debate them and then i want you to hit me with maybe some names that i maybe have forgotten about or missed um a few that i'm going to bring up mr wade barrett Rusev, Christian. You could argue Jack Swagger. Um, He's on my list. Yeah, Cody Rhodes. He, sh- he shouldn't be. And Cesaro are the ones that automatically popped in my head when I'm just off the top of my head. So, any that I missed?
1: Nakamura. Okay. Um. Right back. Right back. Sin not Sin Cara, not Sinkara, man <laughs> no i'm what not saying what are you talking that... about i let you away with ryback
2: well these are people that were built up to be like a, a meant to be big and they flopped this is not what this is it's, you're not saying people that should have been stars but weren't and they built them up like Sinkara was a disaster
0: no, it doesn't even have to be that they built them up. Just people who had talent, had charisma, had ability and probably should have done better. But whether it be their own decision making, whether it be booking, whether it be whatever, they they didn't.
2: I, I wouldn't include Christian on that list.
0: No, you you think Christian? No,
2: no definitely not.
0: Interesting.
1: But so, Ryback's right back, right 100%, but Christian doesn't deserve to be there.
2: No, but I don't think Christian. I think he was underrated, but I would, I would say Christian's a pretty big name. Whereas I was never fussed on Ryback at all. Right.
0: Interesting. Christian, so-
2: Christian's won loads of titles in WWE. Should he maybe have had a longer world title reign? Yes, but um, like he said, he's been involved in some of the biggest. WrestleMania matches and all, of all time albeit when he was in a tag team he had a great match with Chris Jericho at WrestleMania 20 I, I whereas Ryback right you know one stage was feuding with John Cena and I think is he not left well he left WWE but I think he had maybe an intercontinental title reign and that's it
0: interesting interesting so we're off to, we're off to a good start here with some different um, opinions always a good thing so let's, let me throw a name at you, first of all. Wade Barrett.
2: Who's going first?
0: Either or. Just hit me with some opinions.
2: I thought Wade Barrett had the look. He was good on the mic. But there was a couple of false starts. The whole Nexus angle started off really well. And then turned into a bit of a shambles when they didn't win that match at SummerSlam. Then you were thinking Barrett maybe might win the title because he was he was in and around the world title picture um, around then. Um, but that didn't happen. Then I remember he had a feud with Randy Orton, which he did get the upper hand in uh, when he uh, went to SmackDown, I believe. And But again, a bit of a false start. But then he did gain a bit of traction down the line when he was Bad News Barrett. And then didn't they have him again after that as sort of like the bare knuckle fighter? But I don't know what it is. He just never really seemed to properly push him, if you you get me. But I always thought he he had the look and he was legit and he was good on the mic. But it just never worked out in the end. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't really argue with too much about what you've said there. Spud, any thoughts on, on Wade Barrett or Bad News Barrett? Um,
1: yeah, he always made the best of like the worst that he got. He was in the League of Nations and stuff like that. Um, That's right. Yeah, he was fine. He, I, I always liked him. I expected him to be the first British champion until Drew came along. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. He was always a fan. He was somebody that I was thinking of when he asked us the question. So, yeah, he should definitely he, – he had a really – I think he's got a really good record with Intercontinental. I think he's, like, six-time, five, six-time, because him and Miz kept, like, just swapping it over. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think he deserved a title run, especially with the Nexus angle that was handled so poorly.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we're all in agreement there that Wade Barrett definitely should have been a bit of a bigger deal, um, whether that be down to himself booking, whatever. Mostly booking, I would argue, with Wade Barrett. Um, One that we actually, you both disagreed on at the start of this podcast, Ryback. Neil, you think Ryback should have been a bit of a bigger deal? Talk me through Um, your your thinking there.
2: Yeah, now, granted, I was never a fan of Ryback at all um I thought he was pretty limited um he wasn't great on the mic but for some reason his whole stick got over the fans rating it up and he was over with that feed me more and he had a couple of moves that was at the meat hook where he ran and hit you with that clothesline but while he was like gearing his shoulder like the fans were eating it up and he seemed to be getting gaining a bit of traction And then they threw him into that feud with CM Punk, which sort of backed him into a corner because Punk was going for that big lengthy reign with the title. So you were never going to take the title off him and put it on somebody as raw as Ryback, but he was really over and that sort of stifled him a bit. Then at WrestleMania 29, he had the match with Mark Henry and you'd think, right, Mark Henry's a powerhouse, big guy surely ryback will win this but he lost and then the next night he attacked john cena and turned heel and had a feud with Cena for the wwe title but never won so how do you
1: remember all this (laughs) that is mental (laughs) that you're remembering all that man i don't get yeah i was never big indian but here's every match he's been in from 2015 (laughs) but Well, that was
2: 2013.
1: Apologies, man. I'm not a big fan. No,
2: (laughs) but we... Because we were there when he turned heel against Cena, but, like, I just... I wasn't fussed on him, but he was over, and then they never... I don't know. it, It just seemed like they dropped the ball with him, and then he ended up being in the tag team with Curtis Axel. He was aligned with Paul Heyman for a while. Then, I think, at WrestleMania 32... He lost to, uh, oh, his name has completely went out of my head, the Mexican wrestler with the mask on, not Sin Cara.
0: Oh, I, is I forget his that.
2: title. No.
0: Um,
1: oh,
2: Hunica. Callisto
0: Callisto, um, yeah.
2: Callisto. And I think Callisto beat him clean at a WrestleMania pre-show. And I just sort of thought, well, for somebody that they seem to invest a good, Bit of timing and putting them in big feuds, it just sort of fell flat. Now I was not fussed, but I just thought with well, the the big deal they tried to make him be, it just never worked out.
0: Spud, have you any thoughts on the right back one? Because you didn't seem to really be quite in aligned with Neil when he mentioned right back at the very start.
1: He's useless. <laughs> he's a big useless agent. There's a there's a reason he's been no worse since. And there's plenty of places that he could go. I'm not talking about like wee one-offs. And like some indie backyard. In front of the 200 people. If there's people that are trying to get. Uh, Zack Ryder. On board. And everybody else is released from WWE. If he was big enough. He would have went somewhere. I don't like his podcast. He seems like a whinge. And. Um, never rated him. Very limited. He had two. But right, Everybody's. Chant and feed me more but that's just because you know it's crowds are stupid for the most part they'll chant along if the beat's okay like um everybody was dancing along the flow rider at wrestlemania and he's awful so <laughs> i don't like right back I, he reached this limit do you remember he came out and done the like he read a book like the secret and he done this whole, like, I read this book and I'm going to power my way through life. And he became like an inspirational speaker. Do
0: you I v- remember vaguely, re- vaguely. Vaguely remember. I just he... remember reading out a book, but me not being interested.
1: Yeah. Uh, then he became a bully and blah, blah, blah. Awful. He's uh, got RVDs, tights on. He's Goldberg <laughs> without the star power. He's, uh, he's bad. Bad at wrestles. Not very good. Deserves I
2: agree to be with you. the double, yes. I agree with you there 100%. that's But I just took this list as people that were maybe positioned to be stars and it didn't work out that way. That's why I put him on the list. But I agree with you. I I was never fussed on him at all.
0: I, I thought the more the reason he got over is because he was bald and done a spear and people, Channel Goldberg. I thought that's what drew people to him and that was it. And then he had a couple of little moves of his own. But there was really the Goldberg comparisons that sort of put him on the map if you know what I mean apart from that I wasn't I wasn't too bothered
2: yeah but but they ran with him and but then suddenly just changed their mind on him which I thought was a bit bizarre
0: yeah well but maybe when he, was, when he was when he you was know, injuring you know your world champion who was probably your biggest draw at that point <laughs> you know the, yeah, the jury but, went but out very very quickly AP
2: yeah, but to be honest with you, should he even have been put in that feud in the first place? Oh, I, I, I agree.
0: He, he should never have, but the fact he was yeah. injuring the world champion really just derailed any momentum he was ever going to have. Yeah. Oh,
2: well, that's why I included just... him on the list.
0: Awful. <laughs> <laughs> um. Other people that may have been, that probably should have been a bigger deal, and this may be a bit of a curveball, but I'm going to start with you, Spud, with this one. Finn Balor. Yeah.
1: Right, I mean, he's still got time, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, still going, still in NXT, and he's probably doing the best work of his WWE career right now in NXT. Yeah, um, but he's term- trying
1: to be a wee bit too insidery in his NXT promos and stuff. He's trying to do like wee sneaky. Oh, you think you're gonna go over on me? You know, I'm I'm five foot nine and built like a brick. Um, I like him he was set up, it was unfortunate when he was was he the first universal champion? Yeah. Was that the
0: yeah.
1: match that got ruined because they unveiled that big Jamie Dodger title?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the buckle ball and um, the end of the real yeah.
1: um which is banned now. Um but Finn Balor, yeah, he should be sort of a bigger deal than he is, but he should be at the level of like a an AJ Styles. He shouldn't be, like, the face of the company. He should be, like, the SmackDown top-level guy. I think that's AJ's... AJ, Daniel Bryan, it should be all the workers are over on SmackDown. That's what I've always sort of believed. Yeah,
0: the quality of the workers and put your sort of characters up on Raw. Yeah, put your
1: stories uh, on Raw and put your action on SmackDown. So I think Balor will eventually go there. If he's going anywhere, but he seems to be really enjoying himself, and we're just biding our time until Walter comes back. Yeah, uh, looks his booking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Neil, any thoughts on on Finn Balor?
2: Um, I don't really get the hype to be honest, and I know a friend of mine who will listen to this, and he will probably take the hump with me for dissing Finn Balor because he is a bit, a very big fan of his but I'm just not fussed. I never have been. <sighs> he just, like I, I get that he's a very good worker, but I just don't, I don't know. He doesn't, he doesn't captivate the audience or something. He had that unique gimmick with the demon, but they seem to have done away with that. Um, No, he, he just doesn't do it for me. I'm, I'm, I'm just not fussed, to be honest.
0: Okay, fair enough. I, I, I would agree more, well, agree completely on the Spud side. I, I like him. I think he's, Tremendous in the ring. I think he's on SmackDown against the Daniel Bryans, the AJ Styles, the Nakamuras and stuff like that, and people are ranting and raving about him. I think he's he's so good and undervalued, really, by WWE. But
2: One thing, sorry, Potsy, I would say about Finn Balor. Was he not kind of used to be fed to Bray Wyatt? And that maybe didn't exactly help him?
0: That was really his last sort of feud and then he took some time off to go get married and stuff and then once he got married he was like he asked could he go back to NXT
2: right mm-hmm. I just uh, right fair enough I, I, I don't know I just was never overly fussed on him um, maybe because he's not the best on the mic and maybe they didn't utilise his skills the best in, in certain feuds and stuff but I just remember him getting fed the Bray Wad
0: but yeah, yeah. He, he had a brilliant match with Lesnar um on Raw or not on Raw, sorry, at the Rumble, um, his very first night on Raw, beat Roman Reigns clean. So, I mean, he was pushed to an extent at the start, but it seems to be when he came back from that injury, it was almost an afterthought. Mm-hmm.
2: Actually, yeah, I remember that match for Brock Lesnar, now at the Royal Rumble, come to think of it. The, the, the smaller workers seem to bring out the best in him.
0: Yeah, he seems to he seems to really enjoy, you know, sort of throwing people around. <laughs> well, as you would. <laughs> yeah, and another one on my list, maybe, should he be a bigger deal... Spud Cesaro. Yeah.
1: Um, look, all you need is see if you've got entire like sections of the crowd chanting somebody's name. Just play with it. Go towards it. Go right. Let's just keep letting him do the swing and let him get over. He's doing fine. Let him get an intercontinental. Get a Zack Ryder pop and just. Just plod along. Everybody's like, "Oh, he's rubbish on the mic." He's I don't have him on the mic. He doesn't <laughs> no. need to be in the mic. Just have him come out, wreck some boy, raise his arm and do that weird bullet thing that he does, and have big nibbles and just go away. Yeah. He doesn't need to do like uh, he doesn't need to uh, reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Uh, you don't to have a mouthpiece like he did with Paul Heyman just because they wanted that Paul Heyman to still be on TV. Yeah. Just have him come out wrestle and leave and be awesome yeah i can come out to like uh the james bond theme or whatever you're gonna do and just have him be himself have yeah. him be an absolute animal
0: i, I genuinely thought him and seamus together were a brilliant tag team i thought Amazing they were excellent tag team.
1: yeah uh, but they made chicken uh doo-doo in the chicken salad they were through together yeah. and you could see it coming a mile off but it's probably the best thing that McFoley did when he was like the, the GM of raw or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah them two uh, bounce off each other. Well, and anytime backstage, like sort of WWE.com, they were talking about football and stuff like that. Uh, they're genuinely likable. Yeah. Like it made people when Sheamus get injured, want him to come back and now he's back and he's getting PP through all over Yeah. Uh, but so he came back and got boring yeah straight away and uh, yeah it's a it's a weird one Cesaro because I can understand why they don't have him tippity top but there's no reason why he can't be your monster heel
0: yeah there's no reason why he can't be he can't win a title shot through I don't know a couple of matches on Smackdown and go to a B-list pay-per-view and look a credible challenger but come up short against a Braun Strowman or something like that exactly um, another one that people talk about and have linked him to Shawn Michaels for years, Dolph Ziggler, Neil. Uh, Dolph
2: Ziggler, yeah, brilliant. I mean, vastly underrated, brilliant seller, good on the mic, good wrestler. I don't know. It just it seems to be what well, the main chance that he had was. Whenever he cashed in, which was amazing by the way, up definitely up there for one of the best cash ins ever, and he, I don't know, he just got that unfortunate injury around then. I think he got a concussion, uh, and then as a result of that, it just it fell flat for him. They then they did the then they did a, a double turn with him and Del Rio, and then Ziggler became a, f- a face since Del Rio went heel, and then. It all went off in this mad tangent and Ziegler never really got a proper run again with the title. It just never worked out for him. he was unfortunate but he's he's charismatic, he's likable, he's funny um mm. I think he's, I think he should have had a, a, a at least one decent run with one of the titles, but he still had a solid career I mean, He's won, what, the Intercontinental title six or seven times. He's been United States champion. He's won the tag belts. He's had a couple of reigns with the world title, albeit one was a bit of a joke when he got edge, got stripped of it and given the Ziggler. And then obviously a second, but main reign was cut short because he got a concussion.
0: So, I mean,
2: it it just never really planned out for him, but he's, I, I I would say he was definitely to a, a, a lengthy reign, but unfortunately, it just didn't work out for him. But he still, I would still regard him as, uh, you know, being a big name.
0: Yeah, he's a big enough name in the in the wrestling industry. I think he's had a very good career. And if I was Dolph yeah. Ziggler and I retired right now, I'd be very happy with with my career. But I do disagree with you to an extent because I have Dolph Ziggler in a similar category where I would have Jack Swagger. In my opinion, they were good. Mid card, to upper mid card guys, but to me, they were never main event, and they were never good enough to be world title carriers, in my opinion. And I think I'd
1: put I'd put Alberto in there as well. Yeah,
0: I I, I throw
1: on that in there.
0: Um, I think there are those guys, almost like a Chris Jericho in terms of the is maybe his two thousand run, where he's a bit in the upper mid card sometimes in the main event, just fluctuating between the two. Although Jericho was able to push on and become one of like a brilliant, superb wrestler, superb career, titles after titles and stuff. But I feel like Ziggler, Swagger, Del Rio, um there's quite a number of these guys where I feel they're always in that nearly the top level bracket, but I personally wouldn't have them there. That's just my opinion.
1: Ziggler, Ziggler I think has been given too many chances as well. He's Weirdly cocky for somebody that's like never been a top, top star. He wants to be a comedian. He knows he's not. C- You've seen him, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I've seen him live doing comedy, and he's he's quite good. Although what I would say is the crowd that he draws aren't people coming for a comedy show. The crowd that he draws are wrestling fans. It's
1: the Fozzy, Fozzy rules. That's what I was going to say. Do it's you remember the, the time we went to see I've seen Fozzy a couple of times and Chris Jericho and the rest of the lads can pretend all the want, but everybody is chanting Y2J <laughs> and WWE and, you know, whatever else. But anyway, I think Ziggler is just he's, he's Mr. Perfect. He's Mr. Ass. He's Mr. Shawn Michaels. He's like a weird amalgamation out of everybody that he liked when he grew up. It's like me wearing Kane's mask and undertaker's gloves you know <laughs> what i mean it's like he, he does the Fear master the uh sweet music it's i don't know he's not for me i just think he's massively overrated Are he him, had his peak eight years ago
0: I think he's very good in the ring. I think he's a very good seller. But to me, as you just said, because he's such an amalgamation, to me, there's nothing that sets him apart. There's nothing that makes him stand out and be like, you're a star. To me, he's just a very good in-ring worker that can get other people over because he's very good in the ring. Yeah, exactly.
2: You can always disagree on whether or not he should have had a proper run with a world title. I understand why he would say no or whatever. But one thing that I think... Is fundamentally wrong with Dolph Ziggler's career that it took until 2020 for him to have a one-on-one WrestleMania match? Like, come <laughs> on, that's a bit of a joke. That's yeah, a joke. Right?
0: That that's fair. I would, I would agree with you with that. He's, he's, well, he's only only
1: one of the Dudleys has been in a Royal Rumble.
0: Really, and I it's only know.
1: been Bubba Ray Dudley when he made his comeback. That was the first and only time that uh, Dudley's been in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so it's just it's just one of those things. It's just they're always doing ladder matches that Dolph Ziggler's perfect for at WrestleMania or pre-show battle royals because he'll fly about the ring and grab on because he wishes he was Shawn Michaels. <laughs> so it, it, I I just don't have any time for him. Fair enough. I would
2: say he's a solid upper mid Carter, but I hate him. I, I think I think he should have had maybe one proper reign with the world title but he's, he's solid the
0: the reason why i i disagree with the word title run neil is i think there was a there's been a period of time where wwe was really thrown the world title about and i sort of think that there were people that had the world title that almost diminished the world title because i don't think the river at that level you know and that would that would have been a swagger that would have been a ziggler Albeit Ziggler's cash in was absolutely tremendous, and the pop was amazing. Um, the crowd loved it. That was the post WrestleMania crowd; they're always going nuts. But um A bit
1: quiet this year.
2: But I think <laughs> even at, I think even at that stage, not bad. I think even at that stage, Thanks. he he had momentum because do you remember he had the ladder match with John Cena at TLC 2012? It was the main event, and it was for no. briefcase.
0: It was a good match, I actually remember that, but the thing is, as Spud alluded to earlier, here we go with the alluding, but um, Spud mentioned he's had too many chances, Um, he has had big matches with Cena, he has had world title runs, he has had intercontinental title runs, he had a couple of brilliant matches, I think it was with Christian, um, or was it with Orton, for the IC title at SummerSlam, Um, he has had a lot of opportunities, and he's never really pushed through that glass ceiling, so... For me, he'd be very much a mid-card enhancement talent for someone coming up. That's how I would view him now.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I would agree with that. But I just think it was a bit of a shame. It was unfortunate that he got an injury when he did get that title because, you know, you could see how much it meant to him when he actually won the title. It was like a culmination of many years of, you know, sort of being in the bottom of the card.
1: Yeah. So. Um,
2: but he did... I, I see what you mean about having so many chances, but... Wasn't he not the sole survivor for Team John Cena in that match against the Authority when Sting came in?
0: Yes, he in was.
2: So he was in a decent run back then, but I, I think he should have maybe had one big reign. But I, I get what you're saying about the World Heavyweight title as well back then. I do get that.
0: It's uh, just, just opinion. But uh, the, the next one that I'm going to mention is someone that I've always been a fan of. And... For me, it's it's the charisma. I don't think he has, not so much the charisma, because he has charisma. It's the Mike Skills portion of having charisma. And that's John Morrison. Spud, any thoughts on John Morrison?
1: Um, No. No, just... <laughs> no, no, I, I, I like John Morrison. He's got the most missed finisher of all time. I think it's up there with that does not look like it hurts anybody <laughs> but John Morrison's knees. But um I like his music, I like his gimmick, I like the slow mo. I like this original run with the Miz. I don't I don't know about this run. He just went straight back in with the Miz now he's got a world title shot so he must be doing something right. I mean can you call him underrated if he's literally at the minute, I'm pretty sure, fighting for the world title.
0: <laughs> um not not to give away spoilers, but we're watching this and the world title match has just ended, and I can confirm that John Morrison did not win the oh. Universal Championship.
1: <laughs> I had I had so much money riding on that. Who won it? <laughs>
0: um I'll give you I was gonna say i give you three guesses, but there's only two more people in the match. So <laughs> we'll go with Mr. Strowman.
1: Was it Braun?
0: Yeah, big bronze. Well, there's a
1: surprise.
0: Yeah, it's shock, not, shock factor. Well, yeah. That would be all about all all the shock back. factor. Remember last see, time, Spud,
2: action... Sorry, what? Spud. Spud, you see the way you said there about John Morrison. Can you really say he's underrated? Because, like as we speak, he's currently involved in the world title match. That's why I didn't include Christian on this list because, albeit I do think he should have had a longer reign as well. He's had numerous. Titles, you know, Winter Continental, etc. And um, that's why I didn't include him on the list. You know, because he did get me in events and stuff.
1: But so Ziggler, Ziggler's been in everything. So Ryback, so Wade Barrett. It's about who's able to jump up to the next level. Yeah,
0: and get yeah, over. And, and get over. Like, I for for me, I put John Morrison in there. I I would never see John Morrison as a world title. Holder ever, no matter what, no matter, yeah, what, no matter what show, Universal or the WWE, whatever, you know, Empire. no, no, in, no interest. But
2: he's no, he's not good enough on the mic. To yes. be a world champion, you have to at least be able to engage the crowd, not just for in the ring, but
1: you know, actually be able to speak to them.
0: Yeah,
2: you don't
1: even, you don't really. Brock Lesnar doesn't do anything. Goldberg's terrible on the mic. Braun Strowman's not much better Undertaker didn't talk, Kane literally didn't talk, (laughs) so you don't need to, it just helps but if you're good enough you don't need to rely or fall back on that but as you go further into the future you need to have that feather in your cap and for somebody that's been wrestling since like 2002 the fact that he can't talk into a microphone without sounding like he's reading it off the back of his sunglasses is mental
0: (laughs) Yeah I I I would agree with you with that I would see John Morrison similar way that I would see Ziggler. You know, a brilliant worker. Probably would probably could have had a bit a few more titles in terms of your mid card titles. Put people over an enhancement talent. You know, sort of the stumbling block for an up and coming babyface face before he goes on and fights for a world title. Sort of somewhere like that for John Morrison. I just feel like he could have been a bit better utilized rather than just being another dude on the roster. I feel he could have been a very solid yeah. upper mid card.
2: I like his evidence. I like
0: his entrance. Yeah,
1: the ma-
2: slow-mo. The man,
1: the man who slows time. I like <laughs> it. Jeez. Can I bring up one? Yes. Just to throw it out there. Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> Can, Mr. Kennedy. Ken Anderson. Kennedy. Ken- Kennedy? Mr. Kennedy. He had Ken- a unique Ken- entrance anyway. Yeah. He did. Great voice. Uh, but he, he was amazing. He should have been the next big thing. He was meant to be the illegitimate son.
0: Yeah, uh, there's Sports, JR on a podcast so. there recently about the career of Mr. Kennedy in WWE. Apparently, it was very, very good.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard it, but uh, I only listen to one podcast, and that's the Podscast. <laughs> Wherever you can get good podcasts. But um, <laughs>
0: Available on Spotify, yeah, FYI.
1: Available on Spotify. I've only listened to it about 40 times. Um, <laughs> Mr. Kennedy, right, he won the money in the bank. He done... Uh, he had wins over benoit r.i.p uh undertaker r.i.p and uh like a load of like that mid sort of 2000 smackdown roster he was fighting with Finlay and whoever else i think he should have been bigger because he literally was planned to be in a massive storyline
0: well he had he had that sort of factor that specifically that i like it but need you really gravitate toward it he was excellent on the mic you know, he could, yeah. he could talk, he could, as a hail, he could go out and say things that the crowd actually booed rather than go out and say things that the crowd laughed at and cheer. You know, he yeah. had he actually had that quality on the mic. And it was probably, I'm not sure how that money in the bank was supposed to go, but when he got injured, he had to drop it. The Edge, remember they had a match where the briefcase was on the line and Edge won it. Yeah. And I really yeah. wonder what would have happened, you know, had he stayed fit. I know I was she, able to cash in, but he was already, before before he won that briefcase, he was already rubbing shoulders, as you said, with some of the top, top stars. Yeah. You know, he had Batista at a pay-per-view, you know, one-on-one with a bit of a feud and albeit he lost, but to be rubbing shoulders with SmackDown's top guy at that stage, you know, it's no, nothing, it's not really to be scoffed at. Yeah. Did he did he beat Undertaker? I think yes. he did. On Survivor Series, was it? Or was it a different, No Mercy maybe? I
1: don't, I don't know.
0: No, you uh, should know.
1: It's a, yeah that's you wikipedia go ahead that that uh, that was Wikidalia. before i
2: was remember i said earlier on i was i sort of got interested in 2007 which was it was that wrestlemania that he won the money in the bank that was mm-hmm. the pay-per-view that i started watching it again
0: right okay and so
1: that after he wins strong. after he wins that uh he does a backstage interview about it and it's one of my favorite interviews
0: i, I, like I remember he was interviews. holding the briefcase up and like yes. the handle sort of fell a little bit
1: yes mate. i remember but that he's yeah. like mr money in the bank bank
0: and yeah. stuff
1: like that. i'm like yeah mate. the jokes write themselves just keep on it yeah but yeah I, massive yeah how the hell do you go from mr kennedy
2: being the potential son to hornswoggle
1: it was order of hate
2: he was next. Like, come on! Like, how the hell do you go from Mr. Kennedy to flipping Hornswalker? Come on! Um,
0: oh, ridiculous! Another one I want to bring up, Neil. It's someone that you've always said he should have been booked better, and I agree with you. Um, it's the man fighting for the univ- for the WWE title tonight, Bobby Lashley. Oh,
2: well, spot obviously disproves. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, Lastly, you can see the sort of, you know, try to book him a bit better in the last few weeks where they're building him up to be an actual threat to Drew McIntyre. Uh, I'd be surprised if he won, Lastly, that is. Um, I, again, he's not great on the mic, but he doesn't need to be. I mean, I think around 2006, 2007, he was running through people and without actually having to speak much. And then he had a match with John Cena at the Great American Bash 2007, correct me if I'm wrong.
0: And you he taught also Wikipedia. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember when he had his match with Cena. I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember it being yeah. around that time period, but apart was, from that, I'm out. <laughs> it,
2: it was while Cena was on that run of being the champion for ages, and he beat Lashley at Great American Bash. And, but then he just disappeared after that. Like, he literally just disappeared. And then when he came back, he came back the night after WrestleMania a couple of years ago, and you're thinking, okay, cool. But then he ends up in this stupid angle with, was it Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens pretending to be Bobby Lashley's sister or something?
0: Yeah, so there's bad. a lot of silly and, things uh, for a period of time.
2: Uh, and it's like, why is he being involved in all this goofy garbage?
0: Yeah. Like, he
2: should just be a wrecking ball. Like, to me... Why would you not have Bobby Lashley against Brock Lesnar in a feud? Like that's something that's actually believable. So yeah, the thing, it's the good thing the way with... they've. Go ahead. Sorry, it's good the way they've paired him now with MVP because MVP's a mouthpiece and is good on the mic. Same
1: so, for name calling.
2: <laughs> it'll be interesting to see whether or not Lashley will kick on from this. Because he's somebody to me that should be higher up the card, and all this nonsense he was involved in with Lana and Rusev that was borderline absurd as well. So, yeah, he probably he'd probably right to include him on that list. I
0: I do think Bobby Lashley should have been a lot should have been utilized a lot more. Um, I don't think he's amazing in the ring or anything like that, but he looks like a star. He carries himself well. His actual real life background is. Amazing, like he's he's had MMA, legitimate MMA fights. He was in the Marines. Um, he's a collegiate wrestler. He's won, you know, NCAA wrestling titles and stuff. So for me, you build, you give him a belt, you make him a monster here, you build him up, and then you have. I'd probably stick him on SmackDown. You know, as Spud said, you've got your workers' show there, and you have these these brilliant guys coming up through. You know, your AJ, your Daniel Bryan or whatever, and one of them beats him for the big major pop. I, I would do something like that. But um, I definitely feel he, he does deserve a spot on this list anyway. Spot, have you any thoughts on Lashley? Or can I ask you about somebody else who I know will be close and dear to your heart?
1: Right, so before we get on to Delo Brown, I need to <laughs> say about uh, Robert Lashley. He's, he's useless. He's, <laughs> he, was, he was booked as uh, John Cena 2 back in his first run. He wasn't that good. I remember him in the Royal Rumble. He, like, gorilla press slammed, I'm pretty sure. Like, big show. But it was awful looking, but it got him over. It's like, just keep doing that. No? Okay. Making me CW champion. No, don't do that. RVD or CM Punk should be. Oh, we're just going to do it anyway? Okay. Well, Vince is going to win it from him. It, nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. Um, he was... Good in impact, I believe, but this is about seven years after everybody stopped watching TNA, so that's when he had his best run when he was working uh, in front of like a hundred people with a headband on. Yeah, I don't rate him. Um, he should be like, if if you're gonna put him there, then Chris Masters should be there as well. That's <laughs> literally if it's about the look and not being good in the mic and being a decent like sort of and his outside life sort of bigging him up because i think chris masters saves people from fires or something these days <laughs> there you go he's a legitimate badass too he should be up as high as uh, robert lashley
0: <laughs> but i want to stick with you for someone here and it actually wasn't dilo brown he's on my list but it wasn't him it's Legend. it's someone whose theme music you loved and it was ken shamrock
1: Ken Shamrock's a weapon of a fella. I think he's a legitimately crazy person, though. I think if you hear about his, like, if you hear him on like podcasts or something, the the lights are on, but no one's home. I think he's get punched in the head too many times in UFC or by The Rock with a chair. <laughs> um, so uh, I loved him. I legitimately remember. He won the '98
0: King of the Ring. Yeah, and he won it in emphatic fashion as well. He was, it was was brilliant, really, really good.
1: I remember he was feuding with The Rock for the Intercontinental Champion. He was going nuts and like uh, getting fined for beating up referees and stuff like that. So I do, I I really, really like his theme music, and I think he's a legitimate badass. The fact he wasn't like sort of, he just mustn't have been a good enough worker. Because he was positioned up. If you're good enough and you're getting the reaction, you will be put up. Like Billy Gunn was given a push for God's sake and nobody cares about the one, Billy Gunn. (laughs) So Ken Shamrock was brought in like up high. He refereed the Bret Hart-Austin match. And yeah, yeah, it was just, he should have been able to maintain that. Uh, He seems legitimate. He's just a madman. He's got the look... Of somebody that would beat you up.
0: Yeah, I listened to uh, JR. I listened to a clip from Jr. and JR about him recently. And apparently, the major issue with Shamrock was he'd signed a two year contract. And about a year in, they wanted to start negotiations on extending it. And he said he wasn't sure because he wanted to go back to the UFC. So that yeah. that put the brakes on anything major. And he was really just sort of put into the mid card at that stage. And um, that would have been sort of the summer of 98, just after the King of the Ring and stuff. He was on for yeah. a big push and they just sort of went, Look if he's not gonna sign, back to the mid card, and then he really sort of left was it nineteen ninety nine or just after the corporation stuff. He was he was out of there. But I thought they definitely could have utilized him better. But at the same time, if he isn't gonna stay more than two years, you know, unless What's you're making point? him a world champ right away and having someone sort of, you know, get over by beating him in you know in about six months time, there wasn't really much else you could really do with him, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. No, one hundred percent. Is 100%. he not
2: back wrestling now? He's in TNA. TNA.
1: He is for Impact or TNA or whatever. He was the first Impact uh, champion as well back in the day. What age is he now? At uh, fourteen he's years old.
0: <laughs> no, he's 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 very age like I think he. He's, he's been losing quite a lot recently in TNA. I know he, 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 he got beat by Joey Ryan recently or, you know, that, that dick move or whatever. And then Joey Ryan maybe, or he beat Joey Ransom, stupid. Oh when you my see,
1: God, Joey Ryan.
0: When you see a legitimate UFC fighter, um, you know, taking stupid spots like that, I mean, you just lose all credibility, really. Is TNA still for... running
2: during this pandemic?
0: Yeah, yeah. They're and in Florida. Doors.
1: They're in Florida as well, I think.
0: They've a very so, they've a very small building. It's probably quite similar in size to what WWE are using right now. You know, in terms of their arena. Probably,
1: but... probably don't notice the crowd not being there.
0: But <laughs> well, were TNA
2: not based out of Universal Studios for a while? Yeah, Florida. Is that are they still based in Universal? But
0: I've no idea.
1: Are you going to check? No, no. Then <laughs> yes, yes they are. <laughs>
0: Neil, another one that I think was he was given a lot of chances, he'd done really well but he had a huge push when he first arrived in the main roster lost at WrestleMania and he just sort of nosedived, had a little bit of a resurgence with Aiden English, it was Rusev
2: Yeah, I, um, I liked Rusev, he was funny as well when, he, when they sort of ditched the whole Russian-Bulgarian gimmick and when they let him show his own personality he was funny and he was getting over especially when he was in that tag team with Aiden English that whole Rusev day thing was actually entertaining and it caught on and the singing and stuff it worked because it was such a random combination like you would never have put them two together so yeah I don't know what's happened like again that stupid feud with Bobby Lashley about llama, and then Like, you're confused. It's sort of like, is Rusev... One minute he's Bulgarian, then he's Russian, then he's American, and you're like, what the hell is going on here? They never really seemed to know what they were doing with him and Lana, for that matter. So, yeah. I I think... I think it it, it was the right decision that he lost to Cena at WrestleMania 31 because they were going for the whole... Pardon me, we were going for the whole you know patriotic thing back then, so but he never really kicked on from then, Rusev, I suppose. Um, but what well, you were saying last week you reckon he's going to end up signing for TNA, so I don't know, it's it is a shame because again, he could have been somebody that sort of like Cesaro, you could have maybe had him feud at a B list pay per view for a world title of some description,
0: yeah, yeah, 100%. Now, nice Spud, this is the one for you. Mr. Brown. Dilo D-Lo Brown. Oh.
1: Yeah. Dilo. My main man. Dilo Brown. What a hero. Why isn't he, like, regarded? I don't get why people don't like Dilo Brown. I really don't. Like, every movie did, except one certain Running power bomb, but every other movie did was amazing. He wore that chest protector. He wobbled his head about. He sung his own music. It was amazing to see his leg drop, where he does the—he puts his arms out and then wiggles his fingers and then drops down really quickly. <laughs> I did that move on I, every creative wrestler that I did for about a decade and a half. <laughs> it was like give him the D low leg drop because I love that and his frog splash. He was a big guy.
0: He was. Remember he was Mark a very Henry? big guy for, and he was he so was, agile
1: yeah apparently he used to be like 400 pounds wow and uh slimmed down to like 260 or whatever he was sort of sitting at um so yeah he he had a really good frog splash i loved all his moves the uh the low down the sky high the running power bomb all his weird power bombs that he did um he had some awful awful story nights. yeah um, he was the only one. Remember when the Nation of Domination first came in, and they just had a load of boys, like there was about fifteen of them, uh, in like 97, and like '97, and Farouk was the focal point. Yeah. And then he lost against the Undertaker, I believe, yeah, for the King title. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he scrapped everybody except Dilo, and Dilo went through a windscreen by Austin. I love D'Lo Brown. I'm not joking when I say this. This is like a weird joke in our group of mates. I think D'Lo Brown should have been at least challenging for the WWF championship. (laughs) (laughs) I am not joking. I am not joking here. Right. He's an amazing... He's great when he actually gets a chance to talk. He's got a great moveset. Great look. He's different. He's reliable. He's the first ever Eurocontinental champion. He's amazing. He it's, should a hundred percent be in the conversation.
0: On this on this season of Dark Side of the Ring, on one of the documentaries, they spoke to they were talking about different injuries and they spoke to Draws and it was really the, the power yeah. bomb with D'Lo that broke his neck and left him paralyzed for life. But when you when he spoke when Draw Draws sorry was speaking you know to the interviewers and stuff, he was adamant that it wasn't D'Lo's fault that it was his fault. He didn't pull yeah. his weight. Um yeah. And whenever I would listen to different people. Given interviews or talking about workers like um, on Jim Cornette's experience, he would talk very highly about Delo Brown all the time. He would say he's brilliant backstage. He helps the younger guys. He sits down, he talks to them. He was quality in the ring. And he said it's very frustrating for him that when people talk about Delo, they always seem to mention, you know, when he messed up with draws. And yeah. he says it's, it's a very, very harsh, you know, thing for him to be stuck with. Because he was such a good worker, his whole career, and it was just one of those unfortunate incidents.
1: Yeah, because uh, Jim Cornette's always saying about how he got Dido to keep his name and stuff like that. He kept the trademark. He helped out Dido. Yeah. Um. So he could use it in other places. Um. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Even when I was picking him up there, I brought up the draws thing in like a wee sly way. Um. It's it's just one of those things that you sort of have to. It's one of the big things, and he took it bad. But aside from that, he's one of the safest guys. Like you said, I've never really heard anybody say anything bad about D'Lo. No, you're right.
0: It's like why right. not it's...
1: just why not just take a chance and like he was always floating about the intercontinental. Why not just take a chance and go right? It's King of the Ring. Give D'Lo a shot in a four-way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Do you
2: remember his second run?
1: He had a yes, run he came in against Santino, Santino Marella. Uh, yeah, that wasn't good.
2: <laughs> now I remember we, we went to the house show at the Odyssey. It was SmackDown. I did. Late 2007. Well, me and Patsy were there. And D'Lo Brown was there. But the Belfast crowd were booing him. and But he was giving it back at them. But, yeah, it was because he was, it was a face on TV. But at the house show, he was a heel i always thought
0: it was a bit weird <laughs> um I know. another another one i want to mention and i this is probably this is the last one i've put on the list so if there's any others you guys want to bring up feel free but someone that i've always been very high on and i think his own personality and his own decision makings have cost him because he said no to leaving this group he said no to a push and he said and he's a i find him hilarious i find him good but if he dropped the Goofy stuff and really went for it, I think Big E could be a massive star.
1: Yes. 100%, yes. Um, he was given a chance beforehand. He had a couple of runs for the Intercontinental. Yeah. Um. He didn't do too well because he wasn't allowed to show his personality. Now he's shown it in spades. Yeah. So why not? The only thing is, right, uh, New Day have pretty much... Until they stop making profit on shirt sales and selling whatever else, uh, I don't want them to break up. Until they get proper boring and there's still another run when Xavier comes back, um, I don't see the point in breaking them up. If you were going to do it, do it during Kofi's world title run and have him turn heel against Kofi.
0: Yeah. I um, think there was a lot of people thinking that would happen and it didn't. Yeah. Um. And when I, I listened to their pod, I haven't listened to any of their latest stuff, but when they first on the podcast, I listened to a few of their stuff and it is hilarious. They are very, very yeah. funny. Um. And it was always, and it was always one that I always thought he could have been a star. And when you listen to them, they've actively pushed not to break up. So as long as they yeah. do that, they're going to be where they are. And that's really sort of in that mid card, upper mid card area, which if they're happy with, they get to travel together their love of life you know why not but for me i would look at it and be like he could have been a star like a, like the star i think he has that much ability and that much charisma
1: A 100 percent, yeah i agree
0: neil any thoughts on biggie
2: yeah um i remember funny when you were talking about rusev there when rusev had that run where he was bashing america every week E was one of the people that came out and challenged him, Represent America. But he did this sort of mad promo in like a voice as if he was trying to rally the American nation and it completely fell flat on his face. And then he lost. And it wasn't until the New Day where he was able to actually proper show personality, because even when he was tagging with Dolph Ziggler, he never spoke. Like he just he was just an enforcer. So I, again, like Spud said, I can't see them breaking up the new day at all until they start making money. If there was going to be a heel turn, it would have been during Kofi Kingston's reign as, as WWE Champion. And obviously, that's a distant memory now. So I think I think they've missed the boat with that one, to be honest.
0: Yeah.
1: He, he used to do this, uh, seeing it at NXT, because he was nxt champion i'm pretty sure he won it off seth um he used to do a five count which i always thought was cool he made the referee count to five instead of three it's just wee things like that it's like it's king kong bundy used to do it back in the day as well but um yeah just wee glimpses of his personality everybody loves him as well like backstage and videos and stuff so yeah massive fan
0: yeah same huge and that was actually last on my list, but just because I'm watching backlash here on mute, I seen someone at the announce desk, and i want to talk about his WWE run only. Samoa Joe, <laughs> Exmojo. Like yeah, like- do you
1: want me to? <laughs> Go ahead. Either Go ahead, or there. both.
0: Both of you. The- I know Nails a huge fan of Samoa Joe. He's always liked them. Um, what about you, Spot? Any thoughts on Samoa Joe?
1: I like Samoa Joe. Um his best days were behind him by the time he came to wwe i like this nxt run i like this first yeah i mean he's just very much an also run you can't say that he wasn't given opportunities but he should have been given the title for a tiny wee run just give him just to say that you've done it yeah uh, when he was stalking aj's wife and kids and stuff and then now he's just like happy go lucky sitting on the announce desk agreeing. Yeah. So, um I do like him, but I I could see I've actually I watched a couple of YouTube videos that he put out about like his daily routine and he seems like a really content sorta of, in his own head guy. And he's really dead on to like security and car park attendance and stuff. So uh, I think he's really nice, like outside. Maybe that's to his detriment because he doesn't push uh, to try and get himself a push. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think he's definitely his best days are behind him. But you could get another run, a hundred percent, out of Samoa Joe once they replace him with Booker T or whoever's gonna
0: be next. I don't know. Neil, any thoughts on Samoa Joe? I know you're a fan.
2: Yeah. He probably should have had one title run, um, maybe just for like a few months, but thing is with him, like he's good on the mic, he's got really cool theme music, but he he's too injury prone. Has he not missed like three WrestleMania's through injury since he's been on the main roster?
0: Something like that, yeah. I think he's only helped, he yes. had one match with Rey Mysterio and it lasted about ten seconds. Yeah, so I think
2: it, whether or not they bring him back now for a world title run, I don't know. But if he did come back, I could definitely see him wrestling, you know, even for the Intercontinental title or something like that. Because, he, again, he's pretty agile for a big guy. And he's a decent wrestler. Do you remember him and Brock Lesnar had a, a fight or a match at was it Great Balls of Fire? Yeah. 2017?
0: Something um, along those lines, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it was like he. You look at Samoa Joe and thinking, you know, with his move and stuff, he was sort of a, like a credible threat. And then he had the title shot. He was in that Fatal 4-Way at the SummerSlam as well, um, but fell short. Um, and I, they did that segment where he choked Brock Lesnar out on the ramp. And you're thinking, hmm, Samoa Joe is legit here. Because we well, you know what those Samoans are like? They all love fighting and, and they are legit. So... Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he... <laughs> if, if he came back, you... you Don't think he'd get a world title run now, but if if, if he came back, I would definitely give him a run with an intercontinental or United States title. He's good on the mic as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Joe's very good all around, in my opinion. He's he's just one of those all arounders. Can slot into the main event, look legitimate, can sit in the upper mid card, looks good. Just all around talent.
2: I think if he had maybe came to WWE, if he even maybe. Four or five years earlier you might have found he may have got a world title reign because he is sort of at the end of his career now
0: yeah yeah 100% Um, he had a brilliant um, match with Roman I think it was it might have been a backlash or something like that a couple of years ago Um, Ro- Roman went over but they had a very very good match and it was the first time that WWE done like a 4 hour pay pay-per-view whenever they were used to do 3 hour pay pay-per-views for the just the standard pay-per-views and a lot of people were giving it a lot of abuse just because the how long the show went but that match itself was very good but in the main event there's people started leaving because it was like 10 30 at night on a sunday night um but the always remember that. Sticking too out. long now yeah i mean they're well the, since the, the pandemic they've cut the, they've cut the they've cut the pay-per-views down to around two hours two and a half recently so they've been perfect. a lot more, but lot more watchable perfect. But,
2: then, but then there's a pay-per-view like every two weeks now so it's pointless
0: uh, there hasn't been that many like, um, there's
2: not there's only bits there's or seconds
0: not. since mania well it feels
2: like that money in the bank peppery was only a few weeks ago
0: no um it
1: wasn't it was ages ago mate. it was about five weeks ago
0: yeah it's it, it, it it's pre-mania they usually had a lot like they had elimination chamber they used to have Fastlane and and the rumble whereas the the scrapped um fast lane, this year and give it the NXT for NXT takeover in Portland. That was actually booked for Fastlane.
2: Still think it's too many pay-per-views, especially during this pandemic, but it's literally less than you're used to. Yeah. But they still have too many in general.
0: Yeah. It's less than, yeah. But overall, is there anyone I've missed? Anyone else you just want to bring up? Yes. Go ahead, Spud.
1: Thanks. Uh, British Bulldog, Owen Hart, Brian Pillman, Gold Dust, Earthquake, Mr. Perfect, Big (laughs) Boss Man, Uh, Raven, 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 Taz, Jerry Lynn, Taz is a good one, Uh, RVD, but that's his own fault. Um, That's it. No, that's everybody.
2: Potty, I had a fella down in this who was. To be the next big thing,
1: and Brock Lesnar. at all. No. Ah. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Hmm. Ted DiBiase. I'm going to do Ted DiBiase Sr. <laughs> <laughs> There's my counterpoint because he was never like the big star and never got the world championship. So that's my pick. Yeah.
0: Definite, well, definite. Some of those, name. some of those names are the Bulldog Gold, um, and Goldberg. Goldust seems to be getting his run now in AEW. You know, he seems to be being pushed quite high I, up the card.
1: They were gonna put the well. There was talks he was gonna get the championship in like '95 when he was at his peak, like sort of bizarreness, and uh, the TV wouldn't let him do it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. That's bad times. Mm. That great. would have been class. That would have been class.
0: Yeah, British Bulldogs, great shout. And uh, Mr. Perfect yep. as well.
1: They Jack all love Swagger. drugs though. Jack Swagger's rubbish.
0: Yeah, not a fan. <laughs> but, uh, but
1: no.
2: Again he won money in the bank and then they just sure. in on him really quick and it just it fell
1: flat. Yeah, do you remember his celebration when he won the championship? It was Chris Jericho he beat. Yeah. For, the championship, and he just stood there, yeah, like with a big sour bake on him and held the belt <laughs> up. It's like, yep, happy days! First world championship, whatever. They had him cash
2: in far too powerful. soon, but they I remember like a sort of they had like an inauguration for him, and that he like had a table of all his achievements at school, like for wrestling and playing baseball and American football and stuff, all these like school trophies. And then Big Show came out and wrecked it. I always remember that. But yeah, yeah they it, it did it just didn't work out for him either, and um, he ended yeah. up just floundering a bit.
0: Anyone, anyone on the the diva side or the women's side that you think should have been a bit more of a bigger deal, but isn't? Molly Holly. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, and
1: what about your
2: woman Karma, who used to be Awesome Kong?
0: Yeah, I she, she got she got, in pregnant, in. I think. she
2: got pregnant, I think. Yeah, she got pregnant, but... Egypt. There was all talk of her doing X, Y, and Z, and then that obviously didn't happen, but... Oh, she did
1: X, Y, and Z. That's why she ended (laughs) up pregnant.
2: (laughs) Beyond that, I I can't really think of any women. If they don't give her the, the title soon, you might find you could put Shayna Baszler on that list. Yeah. Because to be... To me, she should have won at WrestleMania there because oh, she just going off anyway, so they should have put Basil over.
0: Yeah, I heard. I heard you mention Shelton Benjamin. There, but it was someone who I thought about, but ended up I didn't put him on the list. I thought he'd done okay. Had a couple of Intercontinental runs, had quite a few tag runs. Was always in the money. Yeah, I thought. I thought he, he, me, he yeah. got what he you know where he should have been.
1: Same with Carlito, Chris Masters. Those sort of. They know they're mid-card, upper-mid-card, sort yeah. of level.
0: What about two yeah, rounds? I'm going to pull two rounds, two 2003 randoms? What about Rodney Mack and Chris Nowinski, spud? Who's Rodney Mack? Oh! Teddy Long's, mate.
1: The pounce. He did the pounce. Yeah. That was his finish. Uh, he peaked in TNA, and I think he's gone now. Oh, did he? Uh, who was the other one? The Nowinski?
0: Chris Nowinski. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is... Pretty much when I started falling out with especially Raw.
0: Yeah, Raw was, was Raw better. was awful at that stage, and Raw yeah. was the big show, and Heyman was just pushing like Edge, Benoit, Guerrero, Angle.
1: Yeah, the big six. Um. Uh, yeah, no, nowinski I never really. The only time I really remember. Do you remember when Scott Steiner, debuted and yeah. Matt Hardy and Nowinski were like, begging each other up and. Uh, scott steiner came in and swore really loud down the camera and just uh, threw them boys about for a while so uh no i've no chris nowensky can can go away but he's dead really well outside of it with all the concussion stuff
0: yeah he's, he's actual i think he's an, is he actually a doctor or a professor or something though
1: well that was his whole shtick was the harvard gimmick wasn't it? yeah yeah um so i believe that's legit and he's focusing on CTE injuries and stuff and helping out uh, wrestlers. He's a big proponent for the Benoit investigation.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So, yeah.
0: Um, Anyone else on your list, Neil, that we didn't cover?
2: Um, No, just like I said, Ted DiBiase Jr. There was talk he was going to be the breakout star from Legacy. That's right. And it, it didn't work out for him, you know. He floundered badly, and then was yeah. eventually released. They always said it would be him over Cody, but then it was actually Cody that kicked on, and he didn't. But no. Um, what would I know? You mentioned him earlier on a couple of times between the three of us. Like, what would you two think of Christian? Like, where do you view Christian? Where do you put him?
0: Um, I think he. Christian's a legend and I think he's rightly seen as so in my opinion I think maybe he was a little underutilized in context of they didn't use him as well as they could have for main events and getting people over I don't think he was ever the guy to carry the show like Edge was but I feel like he could have been a champion to get other people over or he could have been a legitimate main event star that helped others get better And I feel he's a little underutilized in that aspect, but overall, I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Um, I actually watched some TNA a couple of weeks back, some of his matches with Kurt Angle and Sting and Jeff Jarrett. Some of that's probably the best stuff he's ever done, and it's quite sad that no one ever really—not no one, but majority of wrestling fans don't really, you know, won't really see it because they'll, you know, no one really will pay too much attention to the TNA stuff, but. Um, I think he had a couple of really good matches in there with Samoa Joe as well.
2: Yeah, he's actually won quite a few titles in his time. Yeah,
0: there's um, there's I a always, famous uh, there's a famous pitcher when he first won his TNA world title. Edge was the current world champion. They have a picture together of them having lunch with the two world titles on the table. I just thought it was really cool.
2: Very good. I always liked this moniker, Captain Charisma. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but there was a... There was a backstage segment at, I think it was the Royal Rumble, 2005, and and John Cena and Christian rap with each other, and it, it's very funny, I, I remember seeing that, I always thought Christian was very charismatic, very good on the mic, Yeah. Um, but do you remember the time Goldberg hit him with a spear near him in half?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was quite so, I think, I might, was that the same, roughly the same time where he near Kel Nunzio as well?
2: remember that yeah i think so but randy orton i said he loved working with christian in 2011 they had that feud and randy orton has said it was one of his favorite feuds and favorite matches ever because like he, he loved working with christian because he, he could trust him and he's like a, a solid wrestler a really really good worker and that they had a like a no holds barred match at summerslam that year which was
0: brilliant yeah it really was. They they done some brilliant work, and I have I've have heard Orton talk about Christian before, um, especially on the Edge and Christian podcast. They 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 went, they had Orton on one time, I think on Orton's only, sorry, maybe second night he done after the bell this week his only real podcast appearance, um, and they and they went into depth about you know that feud and those matches. But that was that was phenomenal. You know, Christian, I I wouldn't put him under in any like maybe. Um, I don't think he's underrated. I don't think he should have achieved more. I think he's an absolute a legend and rightfully so. And he's considered that. The only thing I would say is perhaps he's a little bit underutilized in terms of in the main event scene in WWE would be my only real criticism.
2: Yeah, I think when you put Edge and Christian beside each other, I always thought that like, Edge had more of the look, but Christian was actually better on the mic. He was the one that was, you know, when they were doing the promos together and they were talking, I always thought Christian was funnier and he could always play that persona where he was, that cocky, arrogant heel, like, and he was brilliant at it. Do you remember the time he won the Intercontinental title because he got thrown out of the ring and Booker T actually won, but the referee wasn't looking, and then Christian ran back in and threw Booker T out, and then Christian won the title
0: yeah stuff I like that,
2: that i think his character suited but yeah he was solid underutilized but uh yeah solid
0: yeah fair enough um anyone else or will we or that do us for today gentlemen
1: i'll wrap it But
0: yeah no worries well thank you very much for spending some time with me again this afternoon on the podcast um some food for thought there and some wrestlers that should have been bigger deals, and the one, the major one that we forgot about, of course, was Titus O'Neil. Um, but, you no. Know. Oh, Jake Roberts. Sorry, go ahead. Jake the Snake, you think Jake should have done better?
1: Oh, Jake or Snakers, but we know why he didn't do better.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you couldn't trust Jake, that's probably why yeah, he didn't do better.
1: Yeah, you couldn't trust it, you couldn't trust him We a pair of scissors. So, <laughs> sorry for interrupting your outro, bud. But no, it just popped 100%, my head.
0: Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake's over in... Um, a w get themselves over instead of as the person he's managing (laughs) yeah he is (laughs) but um that'll wrap us up for today gentlemen appreciate it and um until next week thank you so much and have a great evening thank you for listening to the podcast with me your host darren please follow us on instagram and twitter at the podcast thanks for your time stay safe and tune in next time